of person. This is the podcasting home for all things pop culture, television, and music. Now here's your host, Harry, aka VH Man. Take it away, H Man. Thank you, intro voice. How's it going, everybody? This is the H Man. And welcome back to Interests of Person. I'm sorry I didn't have an episode last week. Uh, life got ahead of me. I've been super busy. But I want you to know that I was thinking about the show a lot, and I had some friends ask me about it. So um, I'm back with a new episode. I'll try to get this up as soon as possible. So you'll hear it as soon as I'm able to edit it and everything. Anyway, today's topic, food and entertainment and food culture. I love food. Not just because I'm overweight. <laughs> That's a whole other situation. I've loved food since I was little. I love the idea of food. I love cooking. I love the science behind food. I love just learning more and more about food. And I want to talk today about my fascination with the, the, the evolution of food and entertainment and food and culture in general, because it has come such a long way since I was little. Yeah. I just wanted to get into that, but before I get into that, I wanted to talk about our last couple of episodes. I wanted to just clear some things up. I wanted to update some things. So, for the Moon Knight episode, one thing I don't know if I mentioned, but I wanted to clarify, I've decided to put out a, uh, or sign up on Google for a Google alert, because I'm like, I need to know all the information about this show as it comes in, and there have been a lot of new developments in terms of casting rumors. I mean, obviously nothing's said and done until the... Kevin Feige announces it, which will probably be at another Comic-Con. Maybe New York Comic-Con. I would be very excited, but who knows? I don't know if they're doing a panel. I haven't been to New York Comic-Con since I left uh, New York. But some of the rumored names now coming out are Zac Efron, um, Shia LaBeouf, and Daniel Radcliffe. All guys who I think have something that could fit that role. I'm not totally on board with one or the other, but... You know, there's there's talk, and they're, they're all big names, so more power to them, because if they can get a big name on the show, that means people will watch. And if they can make the Guardians of the Galaxy into a big thing, Moon Knight's a badass, and I'm expecting big things. Anyway, on to the next thing from last week's episode, or two weeks ago, sorry, Space Jam. I made a mistake. It was not Ivan Reitman on the commentary. It was Joe Pitka. My brother Zach uh, corrected me about that after the fact, and I feel bad that I did that because I'm a huge Space Jam fan, and I've watched that commentary track. I just, I got them mixed up. I mean, Ivan Reitman worked on the movie, but Joe Pitka, it was him. Anyway, on, onward and upward. Today is food on Interest of Person, episode three. Are you ready? I know I'm ready. So let's get into this. Like, you know, I mean, when everyone thinks of the, like the origins of TV and cooking, the first person you think about, Julia Child. I mean, her show, her show, The French Chef, kind of started everything, and that was like in the '60s. Holy cow! So, but like, you know, that's not where my story begins because I wasn't born until 1989. So I'm, I mean, she paved the way. Obviously, she was a huge part of how we got cooking on television. And I believe there's an episode of Drunk History about her that, if you haven't checked out yet, you should. Because that show is amazing. And I'm not saying that just because I worked on two seasons of it. The cast on that and the crew is great. Anyway, yeah, so she she paid the way. But when I started watching, some of the people that I was watching were, uh, like, Emeril Lagasse. I mean, classic, classic celebrity food uh, entrepreneur. He, he made a, an empire out of it. And he was so popular in, like, the, the late 90s. 
I mean, bam, like that became a trademark of his. Like, it, it was on every everything he sold. Other people that I really liked that, like, I don't know if they were necessarily, like, the biggest names, but, like, Ming Tsai had his show East Meets West, and I was always into that. He had an incredible voice, too. You know, just, like, people that were captivating and interesting and made really delicious-looking food. Um, another person who I'm not... Today I wouldn't really watch, but because of things that have happened with his sordid history, but I will admit to watching... Molto Mario back in the 90s and early 2000s when he wasn't a figure in in controversy for being a sexual harasser. Um, before the it was before the 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 pizza it was before the pizza dough cinnamon roll incident. So I mean I was a kid I I didn't I nobody knew about that at that time. The funniest thing about that show though was that like he would be like telling the, the three people in his like little group that he brought in for that episode each episode he'd be like telling them just the way he speaks he'd be talking about the dish and then the minute the italian words came in he would go heavy in that accent and it always just it was very funny for me it was the same with Gianna de Laurentiis. both of them would go would speak like they normally would up until they got into the like super italian name for a dish or a piece of the meal and it was always so like it just it would just catch you off guard when they would like just switch gears that fast. But, I mean, I, I get why they did that. They are Italian-Americans, and, and that is part of their culture. It just, it is very funny to hear that, like, just, it's like a it's like a snap. It's a real quick, like, oh, here, I'm going to say this word. I don't want to pretend to do it because I'm not Italian, and I would make, I, it wouldn't sound good coming from me. But, yeah, you get the idea. Anyway, so those are some of my earlier influences, and people like Sarah Moulton, she had her show, Sarah Secrets. Like, those are the kind of shows that I watch. And actually, we saw, my mom and I saw Sarah Moulton once at the mall near our old house. And she did, like, a cooking show, like, live there for the audience. And I, yeah, and, like, we were watching, and they had a sous chef. And at the end, you could get her cookbook signed by her. And I think we, my mom must have that still, unless they've thrown out the cookbooks. But I do vaguely remember that happening. And we were so excited, you know. I get excited to meet uh, food celebrities. I mean, if I met someone like Alton Brown, I'd I'd mark out as a res as wrestling fans would say, and I'm a wrestling fan, so I would mark out. I'd get excited if I met Alton Brown. Uh, he once liked a tweet of mine because I was like, I was super excited about the Good Eats return. Um, speaking of that, yeah, more shows that I liked in that kind of that big that late '90s, early 2000s era were like 30 Minute Meals with Rachel Ray. Her show, Forty Dollars a Day, was like. It was so revolutionary. It's like she's. It was like one of the the first like big travel cooking shows. Not it was not cooking, but travel food shows, because she would have to she would travel to three different places for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a city, and have to spend under forty dollars. And it was it was a huge lesson in like how to be frugal and looking for like oh the blue plate special, which honestly I don't know how much that exists anymore these days. It's probably more like in small towns. But um, she was. It was. It was all about like knowing how to like use your money properly. I mean, forty dollars is tough these days because like some meals in Los Angeles out here, are, like I'd say, like like if you could spend like eighteen dollars, which you know that's 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 a, for another show. It's it's expensive sometimes to eat out, which you know you got to cook more. It just it's a thing. We got to learn how to cook more, and that's why I was inspired to cook when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, like. Four dollars a day was great. I love watching thirty minute meals. My mom and I would always joke about how she would say like yummo and she would say E V O O instead of extra virgin olive oil, which 
I guess it saves time. I don't know. We always just thought it was funny. Yeah, so like that, those, a lot of those shows kind of shaped my love of cooking. And then you get into like the more modern era where there's like, there were the competition shows. There was um, like the, the, the biggest thing that kind of gotten me into that next era was the next Food Network star, which created one of the more legendary uh, Food Network stars of our time who is very polarizing because people love him or they hate him. And that is Mr. Bleach Blonde himself with his Hawaiian shirts and all, Guy Fieri. I personally love watching Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I have marathoned that show on numerous occasions. It's so much fun because, like, I mean, there's that bit that Shane Torres does, if you haven't seen it, on YouTube, or he went on Conan and he was talking about, like, people are mad at Guy Fieri, but, like, what did he ever do to you? And it's true. Like, he's basically giving a free platform to small businesses in small towns and, and cities and whatnot. Like, he's giving them free advertising, and he's helping boost their like their economy by showing off their back their behind their back of the house process on what they cook how it tastes how it looks you know he cuts it he gets the 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 the, uh, the cross section of the sandwiches he he really is into it he's super invested and he's he seems like a genuinely nice guy and i i mean and this, he also does a lot of like charity work and he seems like, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and it's so fun to watch. He's so entertaining. He always says, like, fun things like Flavor Town and money, and I would I would put that on a flip-flop. Like, it's very, like, fun and silly, but it gets people invested. And, like, yeah, people are like, oh, he bleach, bleaches his hair, wears Hawaiian shirts, and puts his sunglasses on the back of his head. But, like, he brought in this new generation of people who, like, who watch food videos and created everything that's... If it were for Guy Fieri, we would not have the videos we have today because he was such a vibrant personality. Like, yeah, like, so his shows, Diners, Drevens, and Dives, and Guy's Big Bite was his actual, like, cooking show. I think he still does it. I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't know. But, like, his stuff is very interesting, and he seems so interesting, and I'd love to meet him someday. I, yeah. Um, other, like... There's so many in in that that era, like the the early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, like him. They got you had Ace of Cakes with Duff Goldman, who is so cool. And I've always wanted to like my dream when I I mean this is way back when I went, I turned twenty one, but my dream was to have a cake like a fully designed cake of Moon Knight standing with one leg on a crescent in the in the stance of like the Captain Morgan. Uh, the the cover, the sticker of the Captain Morgan pirate guy, I mean Captain Morgan himself, just standing on the barrel, but instead it's Moon Knight standing on a crescent. I, I always thought that was a cool idea. I mean, it never happened. I don't know if I'll ever get that, but that was an idea I had when I watched Ace of Cakes, because he was another personality who had a cake shop in Baltimore, and then he ex now he's expanded out to Los Angeles. He has his little uh, spot on Melrose that uh, my fiance and I a couple years ago, I actually went to for a cake decorating class and had an absolute blast. It's more kid-friendly, but I still had an incredible time. I was enjoying it so much. Be like those guys, kind of just like that. Like in my later years, like they helped keep me invested in wanting to cook. And I always was cooking with my mom as a kid. Like I would always be her like sous chef for like family dinners and for like uh for like uh, holiday dinners i always liked helping and especially when i go home now i love to help her and i think i think she loves cooking with me i think mean, that's that's something that's had us bond so much 
as I've gotten older and can actually use all the tools in the kitchen. Like, if you came and looked at the kitchen in my and Olivia's apartment, you would see a lot of stuff that, like, you just don't think about. Like, we have a cast iron pan, we have a cast iron griddle pan, we have a KitchenAid, we have a pizza peel, or no, sorry, pizza stone, my, I want to get a pizza peel. Um, I'm trying to think of, we've got, we've got a wok, we've got, oh man, I could, we have, I'm trying to think of other things we have, we've, like, there's just so many random things, we just got a, a, a bench scraper from my mom, which I, I can't wait to use, because that's, like, easy for cutting, for, like, when you're prepping stuff on a, on a cutting board, and then just scoop it up and put it in a pan, um, but, like, we just have a bunch of stuff that, like, I love to use. I love the kitchen. I love to find new ways to use stuff. I have a mandolin. I have two zesters. Like, I just love cooking. I'm so fascinated with it. But, yeah, so my my mom was my biggest influence in cooking outside of the TV cooking. And we, like, that was a big thing for us was to watch cooking shows. We watched that together. That was, like, a tradition between the two of us. It was the thing we bonded on the most. And, you know, when I go home to visit, that's, like, if we're at home relaxing, that's what we do, and I love it. It's like it's nostalgia for me. Um, and then recently, I like a couple months ago, back in December, um, we got an Apple TV thanks to Olivia's mom. Uh, she bought us an Apple TV for Christmas, and I found the Food Network app, and I've been rewatching old stuff and like kind of just refining my love for cook the Food Network again. And it's just like it's the best. And, and like one of the one of the biggest shows in my in my love for cooking is Good Eats with Alton Brown. The fact that he would explain the science of why this thing and this other thing, when they combine, what what is the chemical reaction that that causes this thing to become a meal or a dish or what have you, or like what is an emulsification or what oils are better for this and that and how to best do this and that and he would always use words like chill chest which i always thought was interesting for using as a word fridge I've, i had never heard of a chill chest up until i saw alan brown but i just he his his the way he explained the science behind the things he made in each episode was always interesting and the one episode that always stuck out to me was his episode on like peppers and heat because that's where I learned about the Scoville scale and capsaicin and capsicum. Because I love spicy foods. And that was kind of where I learned about the Scoville scale and like the measures of heat. And it just it just it made me want to enjoy spicy foods more. Um, and you know, now there's Hot Ones, which is a show about eating chicken, chicken wings that are progressively hotter while answering progressively more interesting questions. Which I'll, I'll get more into later when I talk about the, the more modern era of, co of cooking television and pop culture. But going back to my, my experience with cooking. So my mom and I love to cook together. When I was a kid, I got an Easy Bake Oven. When I was like in my teens, I got a KitchenAid for, for Hanukkah. And I, I slapped a Spongebob sticker on it because I was a big fan of Spongebob at the time. Even though my brother Zach would have you believe that I'm still a big fan of Spongebob. I mean, I'll always enjoy going back and watching one of the classic episodes, but I haven't watched the, sh the sh new show. I haven't watched a new episode of the show, and I, I, I literally can't tell you when. It's probably been about a decade or more. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I was always into cooking, and then when I was in college, to make extra money, I was a dishwasher in restaurants. And... That, the busyness of working as a, like, a dishwasher in, like, I worked in a, in Irish comfort food tea house in, in, where I went to college in New Paltz, 
and I worked at a bar uh, on a Saturday shift until like late night, and then I would get cut before uh, when it got slow. But like that stuff, coupled with watching so many episodes of Restaurant Impossible and Bar Rescue, that stuff. I love cooking, and I had a, I wanted to be a chef at one point, but that stuff really set me into a way of like I like cooking for fun and cooking to make a meal and to entertain and to try out new things. I don't think that's what I want to do for a career. I did think I wanted to be, I want, I did think I wanted to be a chef when I was younger, but that kind of came away because also it's it's an industry that is very tough. The the turnover rate. I mean, when you get older, you realize that you see restaurants just constantly turning over. There's a spot in Los Feliz next to a movie theater that I've been out here for six years, and this is now the fifth place in those six years. It is mind-boggling how many times that, that location has changed. Yeah. So to keep keep going on with my experience with cooking, in more recent years, I got into uh, Blue Apron, which is the, the food delivery service. But, you, I mean, you make the food. They just send you the ingredients in, like, predetermined amounts. You're not worried about food waste. My mom got me into that, and I did that for about two years pretty regularly when I was first living out here. Um, so much so that I'd be, I was a, a frequent customer, and they actually sent me a real Blue Apron with the BA logo on it. And I had that in my kitchen still. Um... See, I did that for a while because I was, like, working so many hours on set that I didn't have time to go food shopping. So these boxes would help. And then I was living alone at the time. And I would cook the meal. And then I would save half. And then you eat it the other, next night for dinner. Because on set, my meals outside of dinner were covered. Um, but, yeah, so that, that also got me super into cooking. Yeah, that, that kind of kept my cooking love going because I would get to try new stuff. I had a list of things that I was just trying. It helped me hone my food cooking and cutting skills and learning about like how to make a dressing using shallot and red wine vinegar and honey and Dijon mustard and and olive oil like things like that. It just taught me how to use properly and like and better ways to cook meats. It also taught me about chicken thighs which I mean, when you're out in the world, you don't really eat a lot of chicken thighs. It's mostly like a chicken breast sandwich or what have you. But chicken thighs, if you if you use a meat mallet and you pound it out flat and you like bread it or you cook it in some way or another, can be incredibly flavorful. Um, so yeah, it, it was another thing to kind of teach me what I hadn't yet learned from cooking television shows. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm engaged now and we've been together for almost five years, um, Olivia and I, and uh, we've been cooking a lot together. I think it was a huge part of our early relationship is that we just loved to cook together, and I would cook meals for her, and we would cook together, and our first Valentine's Day, which is five months into us dating, we made an incredible uh, chicken parmesan like dinner, um, and we made our own garlic bread, and it was, it was just like, you know, it, it, it really is something that can bring people together because, you know, you find a common interest in I like this kind of cuisine let's make this thing like I don't we don't need to necessarily go out to a restaurant and and buy it we can try to make it ourselves you know just cooking has always been a part of my life as soon as I could like remember I was either helping or or watching and then now I I do a lot of my own cooking and um, I, I love to bake stuff I love to cook and, and something that has made my love of cooking a little bit more 
not so simplified, but more so like easier to manage are actual cooking videos. Like I don't, I'm not talking about a whole TV program. I'm talking about cooking videos. Like I mean, I'm sure you know if 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 you're listening to this, you probably know the tasty videos from BuzzFeed. And the that the era that that is currently around where they will post their minute to three minute long videos of just like a different dish here and there, and they show you from a third person point or first person point of view, and it it makes it easy to follow along. The one problem I think I have, and I know other people have, is that it's kind of it's very much like step by step. There's visuals, but there's not like the heart of like a like a Food Network like TV chef it's more so I mean there are videos where people are talking on on the video and and describing what they're doing but a lot of the time it is just a visual pair of hands doing things and showing you whereas if you're watching like Food Network they'll tell you why this thing is going in this order and explain oh you have to separate these things out you can't put them together because the chemical reaction won't work or it'll get lumpy or what have you so I mean but they're incredibly helpful for someone who's learning to cook or wants to explore other food items, which is, you know, that's me. I like exploring. I like, they have an app. So I like checking out the app. I like typing in one sort of ingredient and then seeing what they have and then working with it. A lot of the times I'll make something related to buffalo chicken from their list of things because it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a very good like party food. And I, I hang out with a lot of my friends, like my buddies uh, Kevin and Joe and Angel, out here, um, and watch wrestling together. Like we watch the Royal Rumble, and I'll make buffalo chicken things. So, or I'll make like egg rolls, or I'll make like pretzels. Like I made, I made pretzels from a Tasty video. Like that's, I would never have thought to make my own pretzels without seeing that video. It's just you know not something that you like. Oh, I can do that at home. It's like you think that you just go to like a um, a corner in New York City and you get a hot pretzel. But I made pretzels that were pretty good. And I made my own mustard, but that was off of other videos. It's like YouTube can help with a lot of stuff. But Tasty has grown so much that they have videos of a lot of things that you could think of, and a lot of things you might not think of. Like there's some stuff out there that I still really want to try. There's a thing that Olivia really wants to make at some point called a timpano, which is from the movie Big Night. And it's like a big Italian dish. It's like a giant like pasta cake filled with like sausage and peppers and meatballs and stuffed shells and all sorts of things. And it, and you bake it in like a pasta dough instead of a pot. And it looks absolutely bonkers, but it looks so cool. It's a very visually fascinating thing when you cut a, a slice of it. So I think eventually we'll have to make that. One thing about like the, the food entertainment era of the last 20 or so years that I'm not, I mean, I enjoy, but I think it, it kind of affects the way people cook are like food competition shows. I, I, I think they're fascinating to watch and I think it's interesting, but I feel like sometimes the amount of time that people get to make a dish does not allow for their creativity, and sometimes it, it it hurries them up too fast because they're not used to working on such a short time frame, and things go wrong. Someone will cut their hand or miss an ingredient on chopped, or the biggest issue is probably undercooked meat or overcooked meat, which undercooked meat, if it's not like, a, like beef, if it's like an undercooked piece of chicken, oh, that my stomach is already turning. It just does not. It's not a good feeling.
But I mean, I, I, I'm addicted to watching this show. I was like, Chopped is incredible. I love watching it. It just, it feels, I don't, it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of the shows are competition now. And I like, I miss a lot of the, like, the guy's big bite. And I, I mean, I, for a long time I was missing Good Eats. And then this year they brought it back with Good Eats, The Return. And Alton Brown is hosting once again. And it, I watched all the episodes so far and it's just, it's, it's nostalgia, but it's also, like, it's so fun to watch and see what new stuff he's come up with and, like, see how the show could evolve with new technologies and new types of food. Like, he uses uh, he uses an immersion circulator, which is the thing that wasn't super available back when the show first started. And now it's more regularly available because people love the sous vide meats, which is basically just, like putting it in an enclosed bag and then circulating water at a at a set temperature so that it never goes above or below that temperature really and you can kind of cook meat to the perfect temperature and then you can pull it out dry it off and then sear it on like a cast iron skillet speaking of cast iron i love my cast iron skillet holy cannoli it is game changing for valentine's day this year olivia and i I decided to buy ribeye steaks and make them in a cast iron skillet. But first, I put them in the oven for real low heat for like 40 minutes. And then I put them in the cast iron. And it is probably the best steak I've ever eaten. And I've eaten some fancier steaks, but like this was good on a level that I didn't know I could personally make. And it was so simple. But like cast iron, honestly, I'd rather cast iron a steak than put it on a grill. Because it's just, it's... It's easier to control and it just tastes so good. Oh my gosh. You know, I think, I think, I do miss like food shows, but I think a lot of that has actually moved on to the YouTube era. Like you have Manny Matheson, you have Alvin Kylon who has the burger show who he'll always cook food, like different burgers and talk about the science of burgers. But yeah, like internet and YouTube have revolutionized cooking and like, one of my favorite things to watch right now is Bon Appetit. Their videos are always so interesting. They have like a group of about six or seven of their their editors or what have you who cook and discuss what they're cooking and they like it's stuff that you can follow along and it's like it feels fancier because it sometimes is. It's like they make they do like how are we going to make a gourmet pop tart or how are we going to make this fermented hot sauce and uh, Brad Leone, who's the guy who does the show It's Alive for them. He, I've followed along with a lot of his recipes. I've actually made his mustard, which I had to add some honey to it to kind of uh, calm it down because it was a very intense bite. But I followed it. I did it. I did it. And it's so interesting. And, like, I really want to make his hot sauce because it's got so many interesting flavors. I just love the idea of, of fermentation. And he is so into that because his show's called It's Alive. It's about fermenting. It's about the food having some sort of alive reactions and like expressing gas out. And when it comes to the Bon Appetit videos, the two people who kind of really got me into those and kind of always tell me about the newest and latest ones are uh, my coworkers, Becca and Jay, and they've been a huge influence on me staying fascinated with cooking because they like to cook, they like to eat foods that I like to eat. And Jay and I always are passing along recipes and being like, hey, did you see the new gourmet makes with uh, Claire from Bon Appetit? She's always doing, like, how to make 
gourmet pocky or how to make a gourmet pop tart or how to make gourmet um, hot pockets which is the last one so yeah those two have also been a huge part of my cooking adventures but yeah so like Bon Appetit videos have been great I love watching Maddie Matheson I love watching the burger show I mean hot ones is, is a fun uh, interview show that involves chicken wings which you know I could be that guy be like yeah I eat, I eat all those chicken wings I mean I probably could but it would hurt like hell I've, I've seen those and I know I know hot foods enough where like it would probably mess me up anyway moving on to other things <laughs> speaking of the, the, the internet era I guess we'll have to get into Instagram. Instagram has been incredible for food and also terrible for food. It's been a little bit of both. And uh, let me explain what I think on this matter. It's been incredible because you get to explore foods that might not be in your area. It might be somewhere where you want to travel. And you'd be like, oh, look at that. That's a really cool looking meat. Or that's a really cool looking like type of uh, burger or what have you. And, and it also has led to uh, like pop-up places and like food trucks advertising where they're gonna be like yeasty boys out here in LA always has their schedules up and they'll show off any new products like any new sandwich like collaborations are doing same goes for like every other food truck out here and like I just learned recently through a friend through an Instagram account about a place that does wood-fired pizza oven pizzas in a liquor store parking lot in Silver Lake and I had to go try it because I kept seeing the pictures on Instagram and they looked incredible. And I was like, I need that. And I had one and it is probably the best Neapolitan style pizza I've ever eaten. It was unreal. And I would have never known about that without Instagram. Another one that I just saw through the burger show and through Instagram is called Trip Burgers. And it looks incredible. And I'm going to have to try it soon. It's another like sort of tent and they've been around for six months, and but like they've gained fame on Instagram. Like that's, this is it's been revolutionary for them, and it's been revolutionary for food trucks and just food in general. But then you get the grammable foods that are attention getting, whether it's an ice cream cone that looks like it was made out of perfection, <laughs> or you get a a milkshake that has donuts and cookies and and whipped cream just piled on top so that it's a two foot tall milkshake and it's stuff that like is so over the top that it kind of takes over the food landscape and overshadows the actually good food I mean I'm sure I'm gonna try that stuff anyway at some point but like I don't think I don't not every restaurant needs to have some sort of gimmick it's the same thing for hot sauces. I don't need, oh, this is gonna blow up your butthole hot sauce. I want flavor with a little heat. Or I want a good heat, but flavor for me always comes first. I don't want a hot sauce that tastes like dirt just because it's hot. I want a hot sauce that will make my food taste better and might give me a kick in the pants. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen a bottle of hot sauce and it's like, Oh, you're going to be stuck on the toilet. It's going to hurt so bad. It's fire in your privates. And then it's like not that spicy. It's like, no, stop doing these gimmicks. Like, that's not what I want. I want good, flavorful stuff. My, some of my favorites. My, I think my top three favorite regular use hot sauces are 
Frank's Red Hot, which is a classic. As a New Yorker, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's just like the classic New York buffalo sauce. Then we got Macalini. I think it's called Macalini Tabasco, but not the regular. I like the Chipotle, which is not commonly found in everywhere, but it is so flavorful and it's got a nice kick. It's so good. If you put on like a quesadilla, holy cow, next level stuff. My third favorite is El Yucateco green habanero hot sauce. So good, so flavorful, a nice kick. Whenever I'm at Millie's, which is a, a diner in Silver Lake, and I get the devil's mess with the Yucateco, oh, it's so good. But like, I don't like hot sauces that try to be like, oh, it's Satan's ass. Like, I don't need that in my life. I'd rather have something that tastes better, and I don't need a gimmick. Oh, man, talking about hot sauces is exhausting. Anyway, I mean, Netflix has food shows, nailed it. Nailed it is one of my favorite competition food shows. First of all, Nicole Byer is so funny. I think she's so incredibly funny. And, I mean, Jacques Torres, he had his shows back in the day on Food Network, and I used to love his stuff, because he's just like a very like funny French guy. And now, like, they have a great chemistry together. So that show I love, and then like I've just been getting into the Chef Show, which is uh, Roy Choi, who does Kogi, and uh, John Favreau who was in the movie Chef, and Roy trained him for that movie so he, he could actually look like he knew what he was doing with his cooking skills. And that's another thing with like movies and TV and food, it's it's a very thin line of an act, like making it feel believable and like the people behind it knowing what they're saying. Because there's a lot of like times where the people in the show Something like they've never heard of the word before. It's a food item. And then there's sometimes where it's like, yes, people do the research. People know what they're doing. Um, that's a whole other story, though. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, no matter what, no matter where the landscape is currently going, I am addicted to f watching food videos. I will watch them all the time. I've watched the Brad Leone It's Alive making mustard and the making hot sauce videos, I think, five times each because they're just so fascinating to me like I I love making condiments like that I've made multiple mustards I've made multiple hot sauces for friends it's just it's something that that keeps me interested in cooking and it, it's a it's a fun gift it's like something I made for someone instead of just like buying something you know I love food I love making food I love cooking food I love making items for friends I love watching food get made I love eating food that's a big one. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think I think that pretty much includes everything I was going to say about food. I mean, food trucks, that's a whole thing. I, I love food trucks out in L.A. It's sometimes harder to find different food trucks. I think the market's a little oversaturated. But there are a lot of good food trucks out in Los Angeles. And a lot of them are taco trucks because I love tacos. I will eat tacos every other day if I could. I shouldn't. And I probably won't, but like, if it came to the point where I needed to eat tacos every other day, I wouldn't be mad at it, you know. Anyway, I hope today is giving you more information about why I love cooking videos and cooking in general. And I'd like to do an episode where I get back on this topic and actually talk to my mom. Because I think she might have more information about my youth and I love my mom, and I want to know uh, her takes on food and where food is gone, and see if what what her idea of the landscape is. But for now, it's just me, you know.
I think I'll have to have a guest on the next upcoming episodes. I want to keep this going, man. You know? Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This is Interested Person. I'm the H-Man. I hope you enjoy. I hope I wasn't too rambly. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be when you're doing these by yourself. But uh, please keep tuning in. We're at intofpersonpod at Twitter. I-N-T-O-F-P-E-R-S-O-N-P-O-D. We're at interestofpersonpod at gmail.com if you want to email me. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's a thing that you think I missed or something you want to tell me about. If there's, if there's like a food truck in L.A. that I missed or like if there's like a, a pop-up or like some sort of cool Instagram food that you think I should be checking out, let me know. I, I'm always interested. I'm a, I like learning more. I like being more aware than being unaware. You know, I like being in the know. Is it FOMO? It might be. Who knows? Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. And I'll hear from you soon. I'm sure you'll hear from me too. Adios.